guys, welcome to Marcus Aurelius's Meditations for Modern Life. I'm Adam Bates. Today, we are working on the next part of Passage 3 so from Book 4. So I'm going to call this one Book 4, Passage 3b. Let's get on with the passage. And what is it you will resent? Human wickedness? Recall the conclusion that rational creatures are born for each other's sake, that tolerance is a part of justice, that wrongdoing is not deliberate. Consider the number of people who spent their lives in enmity, suspicion, hatred, outright war, and were then laid out for burial or reduced to ashes. Stop then, or will you fret at your allocation from the whole? Revisit the alternatives, providence or atoms, and the many indications that the universe is a kind of community. But will matters of the flesh still have their hold on you? Consider that your mind, once it has abstracted itself and come to know its own defining power, has no contact with the movements of the bodily spirits, be that smooth or troubled, and finally remember all that you have heard and agreed about pain and pleasure. There's quite a lot I can say on this one, but it all boils down to resentment again. Okay, so we're continuing the theme from before. First thing that I'm going to say is just to kind of um, clarify a few of the points that Marcus is talking about. Now, when he says that wrongdoing is not deliberate, remember we're talking here in accordance with nature. So you could easily listen to that and think, well, no, that person did that to me intentionally. Well, nature isn't just thinking about you. Nature's thinking about the whole, the greater good, right? Now, if, let's take a really obvious example. Was Adolf Hitler intentionally wanting the Jews or Himmler to, to you know, be gassed and to be exterminated? Were they doing that intentionally? Yes, they were. But what happened after World War II? If you have a look prior to World War II... It was only just after World War One. It was very common for countries to invade each other, seeing their race as an enemy to all others. And, and this was like coherent through many nations, right? We would fight for resources. We would colonise lands. Soon after World War Two, colonisation completely disappeared. You know, like it wasn't long before, like India obviously became independent. Um, France tried to obviously retake Vietnam. That didn't work. You know, like colonization was just seen as a thing, quickly became a thing of the past. Because what happened is human empathy grew and we started to suddenly respect all races, all um, civilizations as being part of the human race, right? So we would start to care more for one of each other. And therefore, rather than fighting for resources, there would be like discussions. We would like have trade between nations as opposed to wars. Now, I'm not saying that wars and all this stuff doesn't, you know, doesn't still exist at all. But if you have a look at the difference in the landscape of society, but the difference between like civilizations, nations, how they would look upon each other prior to World War II and after, there was a huge, huge shift in progress after World War II. So that, that, that's one example, just of that. And I will touch on some more, actually. The other thing, though, to just quickly clarify is that where Marcus is talking about the universe being a kind of community, note he is saying the universe, not the human race, okay? So that means that it is all working together to serve progress, but not progress just for you or for your family. Progress as a whole of nature. 
and that is everything in the universe progressing. Now, going back on to resentment, psychologically, we're harboring resentment. Now, that can be if you've suffered abuse as a child of any kind, um, if you harbour resentment for someone who's bullying you at school, harbour resentment for a partner who hurt you, that resentment is going to fester in your mind and it's going to cause you to never be able to fulfil your potential. It's going to always hold you back and that resentment will actually tinge a lot of your future decisions and actions and prevent you from making objective actions and choices. Now, we hear that a lot of, you know, people, therapists and stuff will will try and help uncover this stuff. And, you know, you may well know that you have resentment for someone who's wronged you. Okay. The key to actually dropping that resentment so that you can live at peace, be happy and flourish because all your decisions and actions are being made objectively. It's not to say, let it go. It's in the past. Forget about it. Certainly not block it out. Because with all of those, there may be temporary solutions. You know, you may go to some kind of healer who says, just let it go at the end. And you feel great for a few days after. But that's still, that resentment hasn't changed. It's still going to be there in your subconscious because you're still, you still have those memories of that event, that person, and you still see them as negative. So the way to drop resentment is to actually balance the perceptions. Going back to the universe, to atoms, there's always a positive and equal negative, right? You can't have matter without antimatter. Now, if you look at things from another perspective, think of what I just said, World War II. Think of what I talked about in the previous episode, was it, where I was talking about like a abusive relationship and then what that did to me, giving me some of the best things in my life thereafter. So I can turn back now and say that I love that person. I love what they did to me and I love because I love what it gave me. Okay. So if you look back over your life for anyone who's wronged you, see what it gave you. Because when you can turn around and say, I'm grateful for that encounter. That, that's when you don't have resentment anymore because you're not seeing it as bad. And that's what Marcus means by a human serving each other, um, or, you know, all being there for each other's sake, and that there is no wrongdoing. There is no wrongdoing in nature, okay? Because the wrongdoing of an individual will firstly stem from their own resentments, right? No one's going to want to harm someone if they don't feel they've been harmed. You know, everything that happened in World War II with Hitler's views and rights in Mein Kampf happened because of what happened to him and to Germany following World War One. Okay, and you know the events in the Great Depression. Now, the people who harmed me recently, the stuff that I've talked about with regards to the police, the deputy mayor of Leeds who controls the police force, you know, it's easy for me to kind of look at, well, firstly, I could have resentment for the person who I actually, you know, had caused me to nearly die, have a heart attack and everything, the reason I called the police in the first place, you know, effectively, if this were not so psychological harm, I effectively had the knife, the fingerprints on, my blood all over it, I had the wounds. Now the police refused to look at any of that, okay? And what could have happened at that point is I could have just left things, wallowed in my resentment, hatred for her, hatred for the police, you know, why would the police want to do that to somebody? Um, you know, because I kept fighting it, they'd keep like pushing me, like as in abusing me, I had my door smashing a couple of times, trying to scare me into silence for not wanting to out what was going on. 
But ultimately, to me, I had to do what was right, okay? So I could easily have thought, well, hang on a minute, this is the same police force who a year previously had commended me and were going to give me a police commissioner's war for bravery for pulling somebody out of the river and trying to save their life. And yet now they were suddenly just abusing me and continuing to do so despite what it was doing to my health. But here's the thing. That person who was so orchestrating that from the police force, the Deputy Mayor of Leeds, Alison Lowe, who I've talked about in other episodes, if you, if you look back at her history, and obviously I had to go on and investigate this, so this is where I'm going to come to how I can't resent what's happened to me. Because in investigating all that, you understand that she was like abused by males as a child. She grew up in a community where people from non-white backgrounds were seen as second-class citizens still at the time, were abused as a result, and therefore she is still actually harbouring that resentment towards people like myself, white heterosexuals and people seen as privileged who aren't discriminated against. So what what she's actually doing is using, whether it's conscious all the time or not, that resentment is causing her choices to be affected and therefore it's harming innocent people like myself. Now, when I go through and uh, you know find all of this out and uncover what I have, led me on to gender politics and everything that I've talked about, you know, note the sort of advert for the uh, my other podcast that you would have heard in the previous episode of this show. What's happened as a result of all that content that I've been putting out is the harm that's being done by the Mermaid's Charity to children with hormone blockers, even um, not sort of flagging um, the children that they're speaking to who are seeing, you know, we're talking, we've got screenshots of an online chat with Mermaid's Charity where a 13 year old girl is talking about her boyfriend being born in the 80s. And they're not flagging that because the boyfriend identifies as being 14. Now, I only got onto all this stuff and realised how dangerous it was because of what happened to me. And because I kept going with this, knowing it was what I'm doing is right. Last week, because it's all over the government website now that Mermaids is under investigation, right? Now, it's not just just because of me and my content. There's others who have you know, been pushing for it as well. And together, because we're doing the thing that we feel is right, not just for those children who are being harmed like mentally and their you know, physical health, but for the society of the future as well. Like I said, I do recommend you listen to that most recent episode on the um, human behaviour, psychology and mental health show. I've called, I've called the episode um, Evolution of Human Psychology Part 5. If you listen to everything on there, that... I wouldn't have a clue about any of that had I not gone through what I've been through. And why would my ex-partner want to treat me like that? Well, she's harbouring resentment for things that men have done to her in the past, okay? So what ends up happening is nature kind of works for us all. So those people, that whether that's my ex-partner, whether that's the um, Alison Lowe controlling the police, they're, actually, they're suffering more. Because they're living all their lives with this resentment that is causing them to then do bad on other people. And that's the way to look at it. So if someone's done something wrong to you, think why. Think what it was that would have affected their psychology to behave in such a way. Such a way where they may even think what they're doing is normal and right. I mean, that's a really sad thing. Because that resentment that they hold is far, far stronger than what you'll hold if you implement what I'm talking about in this episode. If you do harbour resentment that strong for long periods of time, it will make you ill, physically ill. 
you know, what we manifest in our minds, sorry, what we have in our minds will manifest itself physically. And trust me, that's where my background, you know, with um, the fitness side of things, combining with psychology, to me, serves me massively because it means I can understand how our thoughts will manifest different um, reactions in the endocrine system and then the effects that has on our physical health. You will live longer if you live a life in accordance with nature. You see all that happens to you as being in accordance with nature and you're grateful for all that happens. You know, I, I was never into sort of politics or anything before I, I went through all of this and you know, I, I don't doubt at some point I probably am going to have a role in, in helping, you know, progress society more so than just doing these podcasts. And I'll take that responsibility. But none of that would happen had it not been for a lot of the things that I'm going through, have gone through myself. You can look at Plato, you know, the writer of the Republic and all of this, the, the, which is, you know, so pivotal, like now even to... The, the formations of the society that we have today. Well, he was being oppressed by the people of Athens. You know, he had to flee Athens at one point in his life before writing the Republic. You know, it's that desire to make a change because of what had happened to him that caused that great work to come out. Martin Luther King would not have been able to do the great work that he did or seen that he needed to play a role in helping create a change in the first place had he not experienced that kind of repression when he was younger. But one wonderful thing that he did is he was really objective in everything that he was saying. He was not just standing up for one side to fight against another side as an enemy. He was fighting for all people. You know, I want my children to be judged by the content of their character and not the colour of their skin. So it wasn't a sort of war on like white people or hierarchies. It was a change of society so that people could be equal. And that's one of the problems that we, we encounter a lot today with what I've talked about with the person in power in West Yorkshire. You know, there is that resentment towards the race or the, the sex and what have you um, that harmed her in the past. And that's a real shame because it is affecting innocent people's lives. But then that cycle continues. You know, someone like myself gets drawn into it. I mean, I'm so grateful that I have been drawn into it because there aren't many people, those innocent... I mean, a lot of the people who've been through that kind of stuff have gone on and killed themselves you know it's a hell of a lot to deal with but then it happens to someone like myself who's able to then go out and do what i need to do to help try to encourage and make a change the links to the police of all this stuff that i experienced and been fighting and talking about for nearly two years now it's all coming out in the press you know and and ultimately what will happen as a result if society will progress, a bit like what I talked about World War II, it will progress to a further stage of evolution. Okay, so it's not just that all this stuff will be outed and taken down and the people responsible will be brought to justice or karma happen as a result of their resentment and illness and stuff. Justice will and does always happen in, a, in one way, shape or form. But the things that they were fighting for in the first place, the things that have made them hold those resentments, those things will also improve in society too. Okay, so as a result of the chaos, we will come to a higher order. And that's why everything works in accordance with nature. But we tend to look at the world five years ago compared to today. Look at the world 500 years ago compared to today and tell me that it's not progressing. You would not rather be alive today. Guys, hope you've enjoyed the episode. 
I will see you next time. Thank you.